Cats! Now and forever at the Winter Garden Theater! <laughs> uh, speaking of winter, it's really cold in here. Oh my god. Uh, welcome to the Lates of Cinema, everybody. We're doing a special remote uh, episode here uh, tonight in my car. Uh, I am Jack, and always with me is... Wifely duties, Corey. And we actually have a special guest with us tonight. Hello, welcome guest star Matt. Ahoy hoy! Ahoy hoy! Um, yes, uh, I actually wasn't... It's kind of a nice surprise that you went to see this with us. Uh, it was really cool, but, by the way, thanks. Oh, no problem, my pleasure. Yeah, um... I'm almost a little curious why now, after we've seen the movie, but... <laughs> Uh, so, for those of you who are wondering, who didn't look at the title of this episode, uh, we just saw Cats, um, and I was just doing a little rendition of the famous commercial, um, if you don't remember, maybe I can actually even play a little bit of it, let me see. More than just the number one family musical in America, yeah. Cats, more than just the world's most thrilling theatrical event. Is it, Corey? Now, Is it really? Oh, I'm sure there was magic in this. Oh, oh, this musical. Magic mushrooms, maybe. Hey. No, 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 no. Corey, Corey, you got it wrong. This movie was directed by a sentient pile of cocaine. <laughs> <laughs> magic and it's not a misleading ad <laughs> i guess not actually you're right yeah the the that, that winter garden ad i mean well the it, part is wrong i feel stupid capitalism always ruining everything yeah. man it's <laughs> like market economics and all that stuff i kept putting all thinking that it'd always be there that i could get to it but no did you want to see this when you were a kid matt yeah Oh, yeah. Well, maybe you were spared. Uh, no, I'm... I I think this movie is a... This is, this is like a once-in-a-generation disaster. What a disaster, in my Robert Durst voice. Oh, no. Oh, what a disaster. <laughs> you have to say it more like that. No, it, I, I think this, this movie is... Like the thing is, I've I never saw the musical. We, I don't think any any of us, none of us saw the musical. No. Um, but my parents made memories their <laughs> wedding song, which I will now mock them for. I've already mocked them in the past. I'd heard you the should song for, before. You should force them to see Jennifer Hudson's rendition. <laughs> <laughs> my father never recovered from Dream Girls. This will end him. <laughs> <laughs> no, but. The, there are two, there are two key issues with this, and I mean, I could go try to say the plot of this movie. Why there bother? Is none. No, no, no. There, there is. It's just stupid. This does have a story. It's just so like inane, and I don't know how to like. All right, we'll get to your two big. All right, problems. the two big problems. Okay, first of all, the musical itself just overall isn't very good. There are a couple of exceptions. Which I'll get to, and I'll and, I, and there are exceptions as far as kind of like guilty pleasure parts, but overall this musical is just on on its own, just kind of just not good. It's ungood. Like it's just it, the the it's it's that kind of musical where 
they barely stop for talking. I mean, they do talk slight. They have more dialogue than in Les Miserables, but not. I don't know if I said that correctly. But uh, anyway, yeah, it's there's that part. That's the, the 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 source itself is just kind of all over the place, and it, it has terrible pacing, and there 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 are so many nonsensical parts that just. There are parts where people shouldn't be singing. It just doesn't make sense that they should be that they're singing, except that why as well. Then the other problem is that in this movie, it's just a kind of a failure of adaptation. Tom Hooper is so in love with this musical that he can't see what he should have changed. Which does that make sense? Well, I don't know, because none of us have seen really Cats, so we can't tell how faithful I, or not faithful it is to, like, the Broadway production. I, this feels, though, like what I imagine must have been like on Broadway, with, like, I'm sure, like, James Corden maybe added a couple of his own lines, because that's what it seemed like in his performance. But aside from that, I mean, Corey, when you watched it, didn't this just seem like... He maybe he maybe he cut some stuff because usually musicals are like three hours long, but this mostly felt like a music a musical on Broadway transplanted into a film without doing the stuff that you should do in an adaptation from what works on a stage versus what works in a film. Well, Looking at a bunch of adults wearing cat makeup would be much more dignified than the CGI candy-colored vomit. There's that, too. That we were subjected to. But I said to you, there is no way the Broadway play is any good. And America should be collectively ashamed of itself for letting this go on as long as it did. I mean, you know, if you had just kept it to the stage, that would have been one thing. But to then make it a movie. And, like, I actually read about this, though. For a little while, Spielberg wanted to make this into a movie. But, like, but no, but he wanted to make it, like, traditional animated. And I don't know if that necessarily would have solved all the problems, but at least it might have made more sense to have, you know, anthropomorphized you know, cat people as cartoon characters, as opposed to these cartoon characters? I don't know. Matt, what did you think of the visual effects? I think that they're very interesting in the fact that they, like, really committed to making people not look like cats when they could have made them look like cats. But that's what's so bizarre! Yes, I know! It's weird! It's very weird! Yeah! But (laughs) I'm like, like... I don't know, like, it just... There are certain things about them where they are cats, but then you look at their faces and they didn't, you know, for example, try to change their noses to be more like cat noses. You think that would be the first thing they do? Yeah! I mean... their, Their ears are too small... And they have regular human hands. Yeah, they don't have paws. No. Well, they don't have paws. And then some cats are barefoot. And and then other cats have shoes. Some cats who are clothes and other cats are naked. And then, of course, there's Rebel Wilson, which is like a topic unto herself. (laughs) Where, like, 
God, there's just so many bizarre things. Where in this she's movie. a cat who wears a cat suit. Yeah, multiple cat suits. Like multiple layered. cat suits. Yeah. It's like amazing. But like the crazy thing is. She's like a Russian cat doll. Yeah. <laughs> like it's amazing because when they made the first trailer, everybody said like these cats look weird. And then like, you know how the Sonic thing, when they had the Sonic the first time they came out, everybody's like, this Sonic looks weird. We're terrified of Sonic. And then the, the studio was like, oops, we'll fix that. And then you have a new Sonic that looks like Sonic. When everybody said, hey, these cats in your cat movie look strange, the studio was like, no, no, we're going to keep them straight. <laughs> and like, I respect that. That like, uh, they stuck to their guns with weirdness. It, it is, this, I feel like, this and The Fanatic are the two movies in 2019 that are certainly committed to their choices. <laughs> <laughs> I forget. Have you seen The Fanatic, no, Matt? No, oh, man. At some point, you have to see John Travolta as Moose. Yeah, uh, yeah but no, it's... But I get what you're saying in a way. It's like... It's almost daring in how just I'll give a shit it is. Because, yeah, the logical thing is... Put them in cat suits. Get someone who's good at makeup. I mean, Rick Baker's retired now, but you could find someone else like that who could have done stuff to people. And it's weird because there are a couple of the actors who don't look that bad, but a lot of the actors, it's like their faces don't, they're just not organically connected to the CGI that's been created around them. Ian and, McKellen and Judy Dench don't look bad because their you, faces are wrinkled. You know what? I will also say Idris Elba sometimes looked okay. Other sometimes he didn't. Well in his, he, in his in his face, I'm saying. When he took his clothes <laughs> off Oh my god <laughs> <laughs> I, I was actually I leaned over to you and I said put your clothes back on no, 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 no. It's because, yeah, he just, he looked weird. And I wondered too, then maybe this goes back to the musical again. I don't know. Maybe they, maybe this is what they did for the movie. Did I almost sense like, maybe I'm reading too much into this. Is there almost, was there almost like a slight racial component to that? The fact that, you know, Idris Elba plays McCavity, who's, you know, the villain cat. And the villain cat's black, and except for maybe I think the magician might be kind of a black and white cat, but most of the cats are white. I don't know if McCavity is traditionally played by a black actor on the stage productions, although I did notice that when Taylor Swift sings the McCavity song, she says McCavity's a ginger cat. And they specifically didn't give Idris Elba orange fur, which is really weird. And then not have his fur type match the see, song. See, that's why I wonder, like, if this is just too faithful to the original musical. That they should have thought about, well, maybe because now we're in a new medium, we can change things. Well, I was saying that they didn't change things because McCavity would be an well, orange fur cat. Well, that's what I mean, is that they should have changed that line if they went with Idris Elba. But, again, I don't know. Am I reading too much into that, Corey? All I could think of was, for all the cats, their faces take up their whole heads. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like, they have no well, foreheads. They have no... Yeah, yeah, I mean, well, with regular cats, I mean, 
cats have foreheads, right? Well, the cats and cats have human-shaped heads, not cat-shaped heads. Yeah. Yeah. The proportions were all weird, which is why they don't look and move like real cats. So at this point, when I was watching the thing, I didn't think of them as cats. I thought of them as, like, weird little gremlin creatures. And it made it (laughs) down much easier because, okay, those are... Jellico cats with like air quotes I'm doing, not regular cats that you know you come home and see in your house. But then they also but then they do things like when they applaud, you hear them go like you make you hear them make cat sounds, and that's the only time you hear them make cat sounds. Also, they're introduced walking on all fours and then they never do it again. Yeah, that's a weird Yeah, well, occasionally you'll see them on all four well because it's uncomfortable for dancers to walk around on all fours. No, no. I mean, I, 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 I assume in the muse, in the in the Broadway show, they were probably on their two feet. You know, that yeah. that makes more sense. But it, it, and then there's just there's just weird shit. Like there's this whole musical number that Rebel Wilson has involving like she's in a kitchen, and I think we that was when I felt like the first peak of. I, I felt like anxiety, frankly, but I was kind of laughing because, it, it, like, there's a whole number, and then she's interacting with much tinier mouse people. Yes. And then there are really tiny cockroach people. And she eats them, but there's but the mice and cockroach are still happy and singing and dancing, even though <laughs> even though Rebel Wilson is eating them. Yeah. <laughs> See, I think that's the part that seems like it was enhanced from the Broadway show. Like, I think yeah. that's something that they amped up for, like, cinematic viewing. You get to see the mice and the cockroaches. Yeah, and, well, that's what, well, that was something that made it still bizarre and not good, but at least I was kind of enjoying myself in that sequence. And for, uh, well, I think that some of the upbeat numbers, even though I, I didn't, like the music or a lot of the lyrics, I at least was kind of like, well, at least the energy is up. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm intrigued by things going on, even as I'm not sure I understand the point. <laughs> a lot of the movies kind of feels a little pointless. It's totally pointless. <laughs> it's so obviously just a bunch of lame musical numbers strung together. There's, it's totally incoherent. I mean, I, I think if you boil down the story to some of its essentials, it's not that incoherent. Again, I just said it's just kind of asinine. It's like I'm a new I'm a new jellical cat, or I want to be a jellical cat. What's a jellical cat? I know. Well, I heard actually. It's funny you mentioned your parents because I heard your dad in my head. From I will always remember the time we showed them the room. And your dad repeatedly shouted, Context! Context! <laughs> and I was like, that watch is like, what's the context of this? Uh, okay, we're dealing with a magical world of human cat people who have, like, a... Uh, this sort of... Like, their own sort of clique or group. And the old... These two... Like, the one old cat named Old Doodoo Ronomy, played by Judy Dent, she is the one who decides who's Jellicles or not, and the Jellicle cat 
that oh god, I didn't even I didn't even get the the ending was fucking weird. What was weird about it? Well, uh the th- spoilers when uh a particular cat is in a balloon that's flying up into the sky and disappears is he that- get reincarnated as a new cat. Yeah, that's pretty plain. <sighs> Like they explained that in the movie, though. Oh. Yeah, but it's still weird. I mean, I didn't understand the entire it. the entire plot hinges around all these cats competing with each other to get murdered and reincarnated in a special balloon. But yeah, I didn't. Well, how hard is it to understand? No, that? but <laughs> really no, I, I get that. I but it didn't seem like that many cats are really vying for it. Well, that was the other thing is that one of my big issues with this movie is none of them act like there's any urgency to the plot. Like, for instance... Yes, yes. We're introduced to McCavity very, very, very early on in the movie. It's like the first scene in the movie we're introduced to McCavity. McCavity is making people teleport away within, like, 15 minutes into the movie. But none of the cats act scared of him at all. They're all just bopping along, doing their musical numbers. Totally chill about the fact that there's this crazy villain stalking them and they also don't act competitive with each other even though they all know there can be only one they're like it's like the highlander there can be only one choice or like the hunger games but also it's like but what makes you like the top jellicle like, that's what I was kind of... Uh, Judy Dench decides that you deserve it by looking into your soul. And I guess when you, like, cr- like deliver a, like, tear and snot-filled musical number... Wipe your damn nose, <laughs> She has huge snot globules on her face. I felt like I was face. watching the Blair Witch Project. <laughs> But no, but but that's what I mean, though. It, like, it's not so much, like, the part about getting reincarnated. Like, I I understand, like, the death and rebirth thing, but the... But, yeah, but but just... You know, then she suddenly turns to... that. Then, near the end, the... Who's the main character girl? The new girl? Did she have a name? Victoria. Oh, Victoria. So, I guess she's... Now a Jellicle, too, because she, I guess, brought, um, what was Jennifer Hudson's name again? Grisabella. Grisabella, uh, yeah. She she brought her back into the fold, even though she was an outcast. And But why did they invite her into the group yeah! immediately? Because she's just more competition to be the Jellicle choice. Well, because she sings and belts out a musical number. I don't Very know. Stupid. Am I overthinking this, Matt? Well, I don't know. I don't think they... Ex- invite her back they're all really like bitchy to her the whole time it's victoria that has to bring her directly to old deuteronomy and boycott like their stupid cat like flick no i mean why why are the cat people nice to victoria i know they're not nice to because oh, well, she's oh, new just, just, yeah she's just new and like her human like abandoned her on the side of the street so i guess they feel sad for her or something. yeah but why would they just why wouldn't they just say we're competing to be the jellical choice this one night of the year, the literal one night we can do this, so why don't we just ignore her? Because they might as well just show her the ropes. I don't know. What, they don't have anything. Would you do that? <laughs> I don't know. They're like cats. They're bored and interested by new things. They want to show off. It's like, hey. They should have had... The, well, here's the thing, Matt, and here's a question. 
Do you think they did enough cat things in the movie? No, they could have done more. Cat yeah, that was another thing I was thinking about. Like, they do introduce, like, a threat element is that McCavity has, like, a plank and, you know, will put you over the plank and because you're a cat, you'll drown. But, and they, but they could have done more things. Like, what if they, I don't know, play with the idea of, like, what if you had, like, balls of yarn that could be used as, like, a plot device? I don't know. Or, like, uh, maybe, like, maybe part of the Jellicle challenge is how many, like, mice you kill and present to Deuteronomy. Yes. Because, I mean, you've talked, Matt, about how much your cat loves to leave you, like, presents. Yeah, but, like, the old Deuteronomy was, like, giving, like, cats who have had bad lives a new start. That was, like, the thing. It was, yeah. uh, like, appealing to her through, like, dead mice, yeah. in which case Jenny Any does and probably win. <laughs> <laughs> I get... I don't know. Maybe that's part of why it's just... It's also just so... It's corny at a lot of the time, but it's not, like, fun corny. Like, it's just... It just fills me with, like, a why am I watching this since... I had a lot of vicarious embarrassment for the people involved. Mm. They're all very committed to it, so I was happy to see that nobody looks visibly no, embarrassed that, that, while that's, they're doing it. I, that's why I will say, it's even though I do say this is kind of an embarrassment of a movie, what makes it, like... You know, I saw, like, for example, somebody... It might have been Lindsay Ellis. She said that this had a lot of, like, showgirls... Energy. energy. I can definitely see that because Showgirls was also a lot. Of, a lot of the people in that were very committed, and that did make that movie work too. I just, I think on the first viewing, I'm filled with a lot of shock. Yeah, I feel like our review is underselling how totally fucking bizarre this movie is. I was expecting more, actually. Uh, well, here's the thing. It would come in fits and starts. I feel like the first 45, 50 minutes was almost nonstop craziness. Then they slow it down a little bit once they have Judy Dench come in and, and Ian McKellen doing his best line from The Wizard of Oz. Did you think of that, Oh, Matt? Uh, no. He kind of sounds like he's doing, like, If I Were the King of the Forest. Well, I mean that kind of as a compliment. Like, he looks like he's kind of having fun. Yeah. Um, I see the thing that the most annoying thing about this picture that I felt was that in the beginning, when they're doing like shots where they're all introducing everything, is that uh, Tom Hooper doesn't seem to have a tripod and it's all very shaky. Oh yeah. Well, that's well, that's his style, and it's it's not it's good. Distracting. Oh, it's very distracting. And we were sitting uh, a little close to the screen, probably a little too close. Um, and yeah, like he at times he stopped doing that, like yeah. when he was doing some of the bigger numbers, like with the train. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, did you notice that too, Corey? I I was so beyond noticing camera work. I was on another. I plane. I did notice it. There's a there's some sloppy direction in this. But, um, I don't know, like, it was what I expected from a Cats movie. Like, everybody was saying this is, like, so crazy pants, but then I saw this, and even though I haven't seen the musical, I was like, yeah, mm. this is a musical based on a bunch of poems about cats singing about themselves, and I saw the commercials, so I know that they're weird goblin proportions, 
And it's like, yeah, this is what I came to see, and this is what they delivered. I don't see what was really so like, like crazy one way or another. This mm. is like, yeah, the, I got what I paid for. See, though, I also, but I think though, going back to your what you said about Sonic the Hedgehog, I mean, this is like a big, big studio movie. This like probably has tens of millions of dollars. I wouldn't be surprised if it maybe was more than a hundred million when all was said and done. And a lot of the visual effects look unfinished. Like they needed another pass and they didn't have enough time and just slot slid it into theaters. I'm not sure if the necessary is that they needed more work or whether they just decided we're gonna make this look cartoony. This is not gonna be uh, like a realistic film. No, I don't know. I feel like that's He admitted the effects work wasn't done. Who admitted it? <laughs> Who did? You you told me that. Oh, oh. I well no, I, I I think, no, I read it was, like, a rumor from someone that, like, even up to, like, two weeks ago, like, the visual effects people knew they couldn't get some of the work done. A rumor started by Disney, don't doubt, to drive people to Star Wars. <laughs> <laughs> um, one, one thing I wanted to say, though, because um, I mentioned earlier, there were a couple of parts I thought were very guilty pleasure fun. I think Taylor Swift's number was, like, a highlight of the movie. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Like somehow, I don't know what it is, but I think she brought like some much needed star power. Like yeah. that might have been something that like there are a lot of name actors in this, but except for like Taylor Swift and I guess to an extent you could say Jennifer Hudson, but there isn't a lot of like real like star power. You know what I mean? To make this like stand out from being like I don't because like some of the supporting actors, like like there's that one cat when like Judy Dench is talking to the uh, like camera at the end, who we both noticed was making like ridiculous faces. Yeah. That one cat who's in a lot of the movie, who I thought was just terrible, but Taylor Swift isn't that. No, Taylor Swift was surprisingly good. She for was her first movie. Yeah, she was. Was this her first movie? No, she was in. I didn't see this movie, but she was in that movie Valentine's Day. <laughs> yeah, I didn't see it, but... Does that count, though? I mean, wasn't, like, that one of those movies that had, like, 20... Yeah, it was five people. Yeah, she... Well, but... No, but she does have real charisma. I, I'd even... Dare I say she's kind of attractive as a cat. <laughs> she reminds me of... Do you remember the episode of Batman the Animated Series when Catwoman gets mutated into a cat lady... No. There's an episode that's very divisive. That's like, <laughs> like regular normcore people hate the episode, and furries are like, hell yeah. <laughs> so she looks like the Catwoman from that episode. Okay, I I guess I can see that. Yeah, she has very Catwoman-y features. She's very busty. Um, but yeah, it's like, but also her musical number was just... It had a lot of pep, and it was just executed very well. Yep. I think that that's another thing in this movie. It, why it feels so, like, long and crazy is because because you don't really get that much of a break between numbers. It's just, here's one number. Now, here's the next number. People are going to be sing-talking. Now, here's another number. Again, the pacing in this is kind of just so, you know, again, like I said, it's like a cocaine slog. You're on a high and then you crash and here's judy dench but now we'll pick up try, try to pick up again and it's the it 
none of it really is catchy and then the dance numbers like there's one dance number just feels like chaos yeah the dancing is very weird except for the McCavity scene for some reason that had good choreography but there's like the scene where judy dench really gets introduced and everyone's dancing around her that's the music from the 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 commercial and the whole movie they're always teetering on the edge of an orgy. (laughs) (laughs) Like, there's this... One of the reviews I read of this movie before we went to see it was that the movie is, quote, bewildering and horny. (laughs) Our our former... uh, Well, I say former, of course. You know, you'll hear him again. But Andrew, uh, you know, of The Wages of Cinema, said it best to me in a text when I told him we were going to go see Cats. He said that Cats is Furry's Hamilton. Yeah. There's bizarre sexual energy in <laughs> but this But Corey, <laughs> who tells the stories in this one? <laughs> the cast themselves. I guess so. so but, I, I, but that's, I mean... To me, if you ask me why I thought this movie was crazy, I would say, first off, it's a visual nightmare. Second off, the musical numbers don't seem to like go into one another with any kind of natural transition Mm. it feels almost like a cd put on random there's no emotional coherence even within Mm -hmm. the numbers and there's certainly no emotional coherence from one number to a next i I mean i was hard i was a little hard on les mis when we saw it like i wasn't totally down on the movie like i i liked some of it but at least that movie had context. Yeah. It had some sense of time and place. This throws you in like in the deep end right away. And it's just like, oh, I, did you hear about these cats? Cats, man. <laughs> cats. I'm telling you about jellicles. Jellicles. I'll tell you how jellicles go. <laughs> oh, oh, so many jellicles. You have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, cats. <laughs> now and forever. <laughs> oh, God, I'm sorry, Corey. Oh, I think we just broke uh, wifely duties. The one all right, all right, back to the review. The one, dis- the one thing that really disappointed me is that from... The one thing? Yeah. Okay. That, well, well, I mean, aside from the, the shaky cam at the okay. beginning, is that... um. They didn't do the flying like manhole cover from the commercials that I saw of it as a kid. It's so I really <laughs> like that because I mean, oh, yeah. think that the cats were aliens, and they did not pick up on the alien cats bit at all in this. No. And I think that the flying manhole cover slash trash can cover, whatever it was, would have been a much better than the chandelier hot air balloon at the end. Yes, Matt. The one thing this movie was missing was aliens. <laughs> yeah. That would have made it like Highlander 2. Right? <laughs> That's what I, was I still need to see Highlander 2. He's not no, good. Oh, no. no. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, I think we should just maybe wrap things up for now because I think we might be repeating the same things if we keep talking over and over again. I don't know. Is there anything else that we left out? Oh, I want to. Oh, do we, we didn't bring up Jason Derulo. Wiggle, wiggle. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sorry. But anyway, yeah, Corey? When this ended, I turned to you and I said, a lot of people have a lot of explaining to do. (laughs) And that's kind of how I feel about this movie. 
I would say that for me, there were just enough laughs to make it a good, fun, bad movie. Although I have to warn you, there are a bunch of drippy, boring ballads in this as well, and they're just a trial to sit through. Yes. And they're not funny, and I just want to desperately wipe Jennifer Hudson's nose, and she had a coat, too! Just, like, get in it with that coat. <laughs> did, it, did it seem like like they did on Les Mis, that they were singing it live? I mean... I thought Jennifer Hudson was singing live, but I don't know about anyone else. Yeah, maybe not. To me, this movie is a it's it's a tribute to excess. It is like I haven't seen this movie, but something I thought about was I think in like the late seventies or early eighties there was this notorious musical called The Apple. Have you ever seen this? I've heard of it. I've seen parts of it, and I've heard that it was like this crazy notorious musical that was of you know very just totally bonkers and this is that um there's a part of me that respects it on that level at the same time i also felt like a lot a lot of the people who are here showed up got paid to stand around and act ridiculous and I, I don't know how I feel about that. I mean, it's been a long day for me. I've been up since like 5.30 and it's now after midnight and I feel like I'm going crazy. <laughs> 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 so thank you, Tom Hooper, Academy Award winner. An Academy Award winner made this movie. It shows. Yeah. <laughs> 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 Oh. Final thoughts, guest or Matt? Um, I don't know. I thought it was okay. <laughs> I mean, I live with a cat, so I was like, yeah, that, that tracks. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my but God. But this needed then, like, was there enough cuddling? Um, no, could have had more cuddling. They did a lot of nuzzling. So yes, they would do true. a lot of nuzzling, but... I oh, they did have catnip. They did. That was a good scene. Um, also, the cats weren't sleepy enough. They should have, like, lost interest and just had, like, a... Yeah, cats sleep for, like, 18 hours a day. See, that would have been interesting if they had, like, some of the cats involved with the number, but you had some who were just, like, eh, eh, I'm not, you know... Not enough grooming. Yeah, not enough grooming. Uh, uh, yeah, like, um... (laughs) And I'm just remembering, I'm gonna close with this. I remember George Carlin had a bit about dogs and cats and, like, so, like, if, a, you know, a dog will really show its emotions, but a cat, they'll, like, bump into something and be like, oh, I didn't do anything. And then go around to the side and be like, fucking meow! <laughs> 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 this needed, like, that scene. Alright, uh, so we saw cats, so you don't have to. Or if you want to, maybe you'll see it. Uh, if you do see cats, please let us know at thewagesofcinema at gmail.com. Uh, Matt, where can we find you? You can find me on my blog, mattthecatania.wordpress.com. And you can always find Corey with me. Yeah. She's wife, we do. He's Corey. <laughs> um, I have no independent existence outside uh, of you. Aw, don't say that. Uh, <laughs> all right. When we come back next time, we should have another big movie that you may have heard of that's coming out. Uh, will it be better than cats or worse than cats? Who knows?
Uh, all right, we'll, we'll, we'll save that for another time. Um, all right, so thanks for everyone listening. For everyone out there, I'm Jack. Oh, I'm Corey. And I'm guest star Matt. All right, and the Waste of Cinema is... Jellicle Hugs. <laughs> <laughs> I'd say the Jellicle rising to the clouds to be reincarnated. All right, good night.